This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast. Continuing our post-Survivor Season 45 coverage, we are back with Episode 346, One-on-One with Katora Tops. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Survivor News One-on-One. If you could be so kind to ensure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you can find podcasts. The Purple Pants Podcast awaits for you to subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. Again, we are back with our Survivor News post-season of Season 45. We are on the horizon of a new season, season 46. And you know your baby boy cannot wait. And listen, 
Bryce and Wynn Tour 46 is coming soon. So listen, make sure you keep those notifications and keep a lookout. But I'm so excited to sit here today and talk with my good sis, Katora. I think that throughout this season, Katora and I have had such a dynamic relationship. We have cultivated such a special friendship and which is why we decided to do a one-on-one and I'm really just excited to hear from Katora. You know all season I was rooting for Katora and I was showing my sis love and I think this post-season interview is not like any of the other ones that you have heard from Katora. I feel like you know here on the Purple Pants podcast it's a safe space for you to come as you are and to speak your truth um, and I think that we really get to see a side of Katora that we have not seen and I think Katora is beautiful so smart so talented and it's just such a special podcast so I'm so excited for you to hear my conversation with the Bello Queen that is Katora Top so listen let's get in to this one-on-one with Katora Tops it's a man who, it's a man you, meat and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a man you, meat and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. And keeping our Survivor News postseason coverage, we are back with a one-on-one. I'm so excited to talk to my friend, my <laughs> sister, the Bello Queen, Miss <laughs> Katora Tops from season 45. Katora, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Bryce. Hi. I'm so excited. I feel like this has been a long time coming. So I'm just really so excited to have you here. And we are, you know, getting ready to bring in a new season. And so, of course, I think it's just important to, I wanted to have some personal takes with you uh, about your just whole experience on Survivor. But I guess I really want to start from the beginning. Uh, What is your Survivor fandom level? Like, are you a... I know every season. I know every player. I know every. Or are you a like? I know that show. Where you fall? I am closer to the. I know every season, but I'm not at Brandon level where I can be like, let me tell you what color the buffs were, the name of the tribe. But I would say I'm probably about like 85 percent strong fan. Right, we love that. I feel like everyone that I've talked to, just even personally from your season, everyone always says. I'm not at Brandon's level. I will say I went back. Survivor is my step away from the world and breathe show. And it has been that for me for years. So I was like, let me go back. And I watched your season. Oh, listen, it's the first three episodes for me. I don't really know what happened. I mean, after that. So when you got the word that you were going to be on the season, you go through casting, you all these calls, they have you running, taking these doctor's notes. And then yep. it's like almost it's like a dating app, right? Like where it was like, oh, we had a good date. And then all of a sudden they go, like, go on me. Do they fine. want me? Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. When you got that call, what like how was your preparation for the show? Oh, I, I prepared hard. This is why I'm a lawyer, because to be a lawyer, you just need to prepare and then you could be a lawyer. You could be a great lawyer anytime as long as you prepare. And so I'm used to being like, I want it. I see it. Prepare. Go. And like then I can put all of my energy into it. And so Uh, I sent in my casting video in September and I wasn't really living the way I wanted to be. Like I really did kind of 
find myself as a recluse with COVID and everything after that. Mm. And so I remember I had a date. I was like, well, if I have a date and my face looks a little okay, let me use this time to go ahead and do my survivor casting video. And I just was like, if I can give myself six minutes and do something for Keturah. So I was like, if I could just do do two takes, that's six minutes max for me of something that could possibly be good. Let me just see what happens. And then my date actually came to pick me up and she was like, hey, what's going on with you? And I was like, uh, can you just look at these two? Pick with whatever one you like. I'm not even looking at them again. Um, and she did. And we sent it in on that Friday night, literally right as I was walking the house to go to dinner. And then casting called me back Monday morning. So immediately since they talked to me in September, by October, I hired a private swim coach and I was taking swim lessons. I immediately started gathering firewood materials. I started ordering puzzles like immediately. This is like October. Um, and then they don't tell you that you're officially casted until way later. Uh, That's because mm. we talk about uh, doctor stuff and chaos. But I kept telling myself, how dare I get this potential opportunity? And I don't know when they're going to say, okay, bing, you're good to go. I'm not going to be not prepared by the time they tell me. And I was good October up until February. But that's because Survivor was talking to me every single day. Like it was like every day or at least every other day. Like it was constant. Okay, do this. Okay, prepare for this. Okay, this is like. And then in February, they just stopped. So I kind of had to pep talk myself. So I had a little two week, like little rough period. But I would say most of the time I was just, you know, preparing. So I feel like uh, having a black mother, having <laughs> black sisters. Right. Uh, I feel like when I see a black woman on Survivor, you know, I feel like first question is, what's the hairstyle given? Right. And so you, uh, know, you, you went with the braids, girl. Walk us through that process. What was it like when you were like, what? I'm going to do with my hair out there. I love you. And I love that you're asking these questions. You know how many post-survivor interviews I've done and nobody asked about my hair? If you I know, you know. Because when I saw you out there, I said, oh, okay. Not the, is that the not list? Okay. Well, it's <laughs> out there. We see you. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm telling you, thinking about every single detail, I already knew before I ever applied to Survivor that if I went to Survivor, I'd have braids. Because I would watch the girls and I'd be like, this is the safest way to be able to run, jump, mud, sand, everything. And like, I have four C Nigerian hair. Listen, she still ate sister her thing because they held up. So they held up. They held up. And I even have a video that I recorded of myself when I got home, taking them down and just talking about Mm. the experience because I felt I could feel Fiji in them. I felt I went through so much and that game, like so much more than I ever thought could ever happen. And it just felt like all of that was in the braids. You know what I mean? Like it was a really powerful moment. I'm, I'm glad I recorded it. So me, I feel like I'm a keeper of things like just little momentums of different things. Did you keep a braid or anything? Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I think I'm the same way, but with documenting. Okay. I want to keep something that I can go back to to remember. 
Every time I was making fire to prepare, I have a video of it. Every time I was going to the pool, I have a video. Those for me are the way to keep the mementos without looking around and being like, what is this random braid? And then throwing it away on accident. It's funny because I feel like every time we talk, every time we get together, I just realize how much we are so similar, right? I love hearing all of like your self-care and like putting your mental health first because I feel like it's something that's so easy to say like, oh, you can say it, right? But actually putting it into practice. And yeah, I think Survivor was such an interesting experience. For me, it was like, what happens when you're faced with your demons mm. and you don't have anything to do but this mind? And then you don't have those regular comforts that you can go to to say, let me take a hot shower and get out of this. And even though they've shortened it, uh, you know, to 26 days, baby, mm. I think people forget like Ooh. when you are rising with the sun and oh. you are going to sleep with the sun, it's a oh. lot of time oh. in between. And when you are with people that are not your people, that yeah. are not like your the people that you love, sometimes they yeah. can be annoying sometimes. Yeah. Like, or it's just like, why he got to walk like that? Like, why she got to scratch her arm like that? Like, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. What a transition to Bella, right? Well, so. I will say, before, before you get to that, I do want to just say, Speaking of me being a Survivor fan, I have always been the fan that says, I want to go on Survivor, but I hope the season I go, they take it back to 39 days because 26 days is not real Survivor. And if you did 20, I've been that girl. I will admit it probably. And baby, did my story change because 25, I was there 25 out of 26 days and it was already like, what the hell? It is more than long like it is more than long enough and it for anybody out there who's like oh, 39 days y'all don't really have the full experience you get it you right. totally get it because they jam-packed so much other stuff in there so that you are constantly like what's happening next what's happening right. like to me that was the most exhausting thing beyond just like having to protect myself really the most exhausting thing was any day any moment somebody could just pull up on a boat and be like all right here's how your life is going to change today or, OK, your votes are taken. Now, here's what you, like, you're just like, you got to be prepared for the unknown and the unknown always be so strong. <laughs> yeah. And like with the yeah. 26 days, they, they make it even more like. Uh, oh, they do. They do. So it's crazy. Mm -hmm. But you being a part of Bello, right? Like, first of all, <laughs> Bello, one of my favorite tribes, yeah. right? Like, what was it like when you got out there and you saw the people? I felt like when it was you, Kelly and Kendra, I was like, OK, these are my girls right here. These are my three. I'm rocking with y'all. What was that Bello experience like? Yeah, honestly, the first few days of Bello were so cool because it's it's new. It's like, oh, we're doing it like we're playing Survivor. We're really here, you know, and you just come in believing that everybody on your tribe you're going to connect with in some way, at least those early days. Right. This is Kumbaya time. And I looked around and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a gay girl here who's also 29. Check easy breezy, and she's from New York. Kelly and I are talking about Cubby Hole and all these gay clubs here. And what's the first time you went? You know, like we had all of that. And then Kendra and I just naturally, I feel like just bonded, like our spirits are similar. Um, and then I was like, oh my God, and there's a black guy here. Like, I, I'm like, check, 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 check. Couture is winning. Like, this is a group of people I can really work with. So it was really magical those first few days. Um, just kind of learning and exploring and being like, okay, you, you got that. Like, I have a dialogue with myself because 
the way I've lived, I've had to rely on myself a lot. And so it's really like two people here. And I know that sounds a little crazy. No, I, girl, I hear I hear you. <laughs> when, I, when I talk about me, I say we. <laughs> because we need somebody to, to be. No, we do this. Mm-mm, we get up like we need. It can't just be Couture. It's got to be Couture and Couture who whips Couture into shape. <laughs> Does that make uh, sense at all? No, uh, when I tell you you are speaking my language, it's my internal dialogue is us. You know, yeah. like it's really, it, I, I received that so much and yeah. something that I feel like I don't talk about a lot because I feel like I don't want people to think I'm, I'm crazy or I'm schizophrenic, but like, babe, this internal dialogue that mm-hmm. is going on nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And it really is my saving grace. Like I, I want to have those hesitations that you have. Like I've had moments where I'm like, let me just not say that to people. But I've reached a point now where I'm like this, baby, this is the only thing keeping me floating. In the beginning of Bello, it was really me being like, okay, we got it. We're doing this, you know, like, because I had already talked to my therapist before coming to Survivor and we talked about what will you do for your coping mechanisms when you don't have the things of the world available to you? And I think for me, I think the most frustrating thing about the the Couture Bruce thing, because again, on surface level, is funny. It's like look like look at Bruce, look at Couture, yeah. like, look at Bruce, look, like you know, and then it's mm-hmm. like I also think like in the edit, right? I think that for Bruce, outside of you, right? There are so many other storylines, right? With yeah. like, you know, yeah. what's going on for Bruce. And I think the thing specifically that upset me the most about uh, the Bruce and Couture storyline because one, I, like, you know, I'm a fan of Bruce. I think Bruce is funny. I think he's a great personality. I'm a fan of you. I love you, right? And I think yeah. the thing, uh, like, as a Black queer person watching the show <laughs> and seeing my sister, right, I think the thing that frustrated me, people are like, oh, she has no game. Oh, that's like, and I, I just hated <laughs> the fact that because of it, we did not really get to see much of my what game. the strategy yeah. was, yeah. right? And so it's frustrating. And I just kept telling people that like, now, granted, I didn't have much to go off off the edit, but I'm just like, I, I, I get probably made it hard for you sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, y'all eat me up. But I feel like when I see someone like you and when you met Jake and when Jake was telling you all the lawyer stuff and you was like, a, a lawyer? What's a lawyer? Yeah. A judge? Like, you know, and I'm like, I could see how dynamic, how smart you are, how like I, I could just there, I could see how you move. And so I'm like, there is more to Katora that we are not seeing. And I think yeah. that, that is the thing that frustrated me the most. And what I would love to know is, could you tell us some of like the connections, some of the relationships that we did not get to see because of this storyline that, again, on the surface level, is funny. It's like, you know, yeah, you, yeah. Had, you had some classic one-liners. You had some... I had some classic silence. And I was like, right. oh, I didn't even know I was doing all of that. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I agree. I, you know, that's, that's why everything I, I try to take everything in balance. Um, And so during those first few episodes, I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, why am I not being shown about anything else? But I can't really be bothered by the edit because I do think um, you have to be our specific dynamics and identities to know what's really happening. So I understand why. Like, do you know what I mean? The edit had that and I can't really be too mad at it. But I will say 
I think the problem on Bello was initially we started strategizing too much. Like we never went to tribal council really good and really bad. Right. Right. Because we're preparing for it. And so my gameplay was I want to pull my allies as tight as possible. Me, Kelly and Kendra, I'm like, let's make sure we're as close as possible. And we just need to pull in our fourth, who was Brando. And we're good. We run this. We run the next tribe swap. Like we have our relationships established. And so that's really what I prioritize in that earlier part. But unfortunately, um, I start to see Kelly was leaving the girls and going to Bruce because we initially told Kelly, go to the boys, go to the Bruce, because obviously Bruce was pulled to her. And I was like, I know damn well I'm not going to be able to get in. And Kendra was a medium. <laughs> like, a, well, maybe if Kelly don't work out, he's going to you. But like Kelly's working out. You know what I mean? So what me and Kendra would do is we would meet all the time and discuss, do we really have Kelly? Do we not have her? Is she going and getting information and pulling us back? And while Kendra and I would be discussing that, I also peeped that Kelly was closer to Kendra than she was to me. Mm. And so my thought process is watch, just watch. Focus, listen, pay attention, see what's happening. Don't get uh, lulled into comfortability and just be like, yeah, I got this alliance and we're good to go. Be watching. And I'm watching and I'm noticing Kelly doesn't always bring us information back when she goes to Bruce. Kelly goes with the boys a lot. Kelly's doing it. You know what I mean? And I'm feeling that Kelly's going to flip on us. And if she does stay with the girls, she's going to pull Kendra before she pulls me. And so I did a lot of... Um, just kind of mentally trying to figure out what my options were in that earlier bellow part in case we did go to tribal. And I think because all of us were doing the same thing and all of us were saying, if we go to tribal, who are we going to do? Like the boys are doing that with Kelly and then Kendra and I were doing this, that it did create too much chaos. Mm. Um, but I do think it showed where the alliances were because while Bello never went to tribal, we sure do know where the lines were drawn. Right. So it's interesting because, mind you, it's like, again, Kelly, such a great player, right? She's a strategic player. And so, mind you, I feel like, you know, old Bryce from Kaguya, I should be taking notes for Kelly, right? Because I feel like, but I, I we, we perfect had, balance in the right and yeah. we had uh an interview with kelly and i asked kelly because that's she essentially said that right where she felt like she was like the middle person mm -hmm. and i asked her like was there ever a point in time that did you worry that being such the middle like that everyone could come together and then be like wow she like we could be targeting you mm. um, and so, but again, shout I out. I think to she was in too good of a position for that to ever happen. Right. And because again, also the people who would have to come together are people who couldn't come together, true. which is another really big thing, I think, for her game that she realized that and was like, let me be in the middle. For me, I was like, I don't I was I'm already uncomfortable with an ally who's in the middle because I'm looking for an ally. Like I'm looking for you not in the middle. <laughs> you on my team, <laughs> you know, Right. <laughs> I wanted, I mean, I said it in my pregame thing. Like I wanted blind loyalty, <laughs> like illogical loyalty, but I was like, okay, I'll settle for logical loyalty. Like I'll settle for a little bit. So I really was trying to, like, I wanted to have bonds with people that were like three before where they made those bonds and that initial 
tried and that lasted the whole game. And I'm like, I'm a firm believer. You cannot get far in Survivor. You cannot play the game well. You cannot win that game unless you've got a strong ally. And like, it's got to be mutual. It's got to be real. Like I got you and you got me. Um, because I kind of try to play Survivor the way I've been surviving in the world. Because mm. I've been surviving in the world, but I've been kind of killing it. Like, you know, I'm like, what? You look at where I started. There were days that I pinched myself and I'm like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, how were we here? How did we have this? Like, I literally was five seconds away from being a child bride. Like, that is like night and day. And now I'm a New York City attorney at the number one law firm in the country. Like, it's like, how did that, you know what I mean? So I, I told myself you, what you've been doing in the world already works, Mm. bring it into survivor and add your survivor knowledge. And my thing was first and foremost, get a real ally, get a real person, which I even, I approached Bruce first. He was my first, I wanted Bruce. I was like, we can play this where they will never suspect we're together, but we be together. Like all I just wanted was a person that you can roll with because I was like in the real world, I know how hard it is Mm. to go through and be alone. It's so much harder to survive when you're alone, when you only got you to talk to, when you only got you to evaluate your decisions, Mm. when the days are rough and you're at your lowest and there's nobody to call. I know that life. I know it well. I hate that I know it, but I know it. And I was like, you need survivors going to be a mindfuck in and of itself. Mm. Like just on a regular day of the best case scenario, survivor will try to kick your ass and probably succeed. Right. Knowing you, you need a person that you can go to and be like, okay, breathe. Da, 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 da. And I just, I think Kelly was too strategic of a player to give up Bruce, which I totally agree. If I'm Kelly and I'm in Kelly's position and he's pulling me in and willing to do that. And I can be with the girls on the other side. I'm doing both. But again, I was in a position where I knew that would never happen with Bruce. He would never pull me in that way. So it was like, I don't have that option. I only have the girls as my option. And if the girls are my only option and Kelly is the girl who's leading the girls and she's pretty much over there and Kendra might be nice. I'm in a really interesting scenario where I'm like, you've got to be constantly watching, but also preparing so i'm laying seeds this is what i'm doing at bella i'm laying seeds i'm telling kelly private stuff so she can feel as close to me as possible like i'm doing everything i can to say if we do go to tribal council i know i'm the most likely to go but hopefully i create bonds enough to to push me through lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What was your, we didn't see much of you in the beginning with Jake. Mm. Did you guys talk, work together? Or was it kind of like, because for me, when I, because, you know, you lasted a lot longer than me. I was only out there a couple of days. (laughs) For me, it was the people that were not working with me. I I mean, you know, right? Like, there's no... Communicate yeah. like you know we'll talk as a group but there's no talking at all uh and i feel like in the newer seasons uh sometimes that doesn't really happen as much i think that yeah. like you guys gel more like yeah. what was your relationship with jake early on yeah i i didn't want to be the person who honestly excluded anybody like i knew i wanted to be like these are my people but i wanted at least majority or if not everybody to say like i like couture i have at least a, a working connection and relationship with her at some level like i didn't want anybody to be like i've never talked to couture and then because to me, that heightens my easy breezy couture can go out the door. Right. All I kept thinking was women go out early and black people go out early and your ass is both. And don't be doing anything to give anybody any reason to say, you know what, we let her go. So I knew I was going to talk to everybody. And Jake was included in that. Jake and I talked. We connected early on. Um, but it was more like on a human level and not a strategy level. I didn't get we're going to be thinking on the same level. Now, again, Monday morning quarterbacking, still pre-merged. Knowing what you know now, do you think maybe like if you were back out there, it's like, hmm, maybe I might like, because as a viewer, yeah, Jake making the mood. We like, oh. But did he? I, I mean, so they weren't always, they didn't get executed. But I think as a viewer, you know, we're like, oh, we want the hell Mary, throw it to the end. Like, you know, yeah. but again, I, I also think in my mind, because, you know, I talk, you know, I got all oh, this going on. I'm like with Jake's move style in these big plays, like if him and Couture could have came together, like y'all would have like. I mean, can you imagine the final five vote would have been way different? Well, <laughs> like I'm at this point, I'm like, Jake, I want to get to know you better. Like I need to. <laughs> um, honestly, I think that. I think Jake and I had fundamentally different philosophies about the game. And I do think I could have used a more of Jake's approach of let's make the big move. Let's freaking go all in, whatever. Right. Um, and I think Jake could have used a little bit more of my survive. 
watch, mm. be a little more thoughtful about it, like think about their relationships before you do something. Um, so I do think theoretically we could have been a really great pair together because we would have balanced each other out. Right. But there's just some people you're going to be like, cool, let's do this with. And some people you aren't. And Jake and I literally never had any animosity. It was never any like, I dislike Jake or Matt. Like, it was always like, I love Jake. Like, that's how they made that rules work for me so much. Cause I love Jake so much. And I was like, your girlfriend's ring. Oh my God. Like, it was a big deal for me because I, I know Jake. I love Jake. But it just like I feel like there's moments and there's people that you're like we talk to and it feels like let's go let's run the distance and honestly I had looked at Jake and already felt like I don't know if I can trust your thinking and then Jake was really Bruce's number one for a very long time um, before Kelly came and I think Kelly and Jake were kind of playing that role back and forth but I I remember I started I think it was like day three or four and I started picking up on sort of the energy that was given towards me, huh, it's kind of feeling like I'm not going to be able to get in here. And so you need to recognize when you're not going to be able to get in a certain space. And so almost it kind of foreclosed a lot of other opportunities around it. And that's why I say it bothers me so much because it wasn't just one person. So it, it was a little complex. Yeah, I, I is that helpful? Did that is that no? It, it does. It, it, I, I feel like now. Be honest. I feel like the maybe some of the average viewers or people listening or watching will feel like that's an excuse, right? Yeah. Like, however, yeah. me personally, who feel like I was on a tribe where I knew that there were people that I was not going to be able to break in because of my blackness, because of my queerness, they could not see me as a loyal bro, right? Exactly. And so it's like, I know what that feeling feels like, right? And whenever I talk about it, like it's, I feel like I get like, oh, you just suck at the game. You don't know what you're, you don't know. But like, I feel like there are, things outside of our control that you just got to maneuver around right like that's what we do you won't find not nan clip not nan footage of me ever being you know nasty or blowing up or why are you doing this to me like that never happens the entire game you will never see me lose my composure that's why my confessionals were so spicy because it was like this is the only place i can breathe right yes yes so i i knew I can peep game and understand what's happening, even if I don't understand the why, because I was very confused about the why. Um, but I may not understand why this is happening, but I can say, OK, we got to acknowledge when it's happening and move around it. And I was not going to take the OK, let me just lay down approach. Well, I couldn't get in with these people. It is what it is. Like, no, that's why I was making sure that Kelly and I were cozying up and Kendra and I were cozying up. And I'm talking to Brando and laughing. When you see images of me on my tribe, I look like the happiest, friendliest, get alongest. Yes, fellow strong. I knew I couldn't use an excuse and I didn't. I am able to state what happened. What I also saying, and I got my butt up out of there as fast as I could and figured out a way. And, you know, now. You know, we, you know, I love you and you know, give me the hard question. This is even hard, right? Like now you said that we won't find that clip of you uh, talking uh, reckless, but we will maybe have several clips uh -huh. 
Are you looking for that idol girl? And, uh, girl, girl, they was running up on you. Now, Katura, when I tell you, I think it might have been Kelly and Caleb, and you had your little idol hunting stick. Oh, I have a little idol they, stick. I love girl, it. they came. You said, well, huh? what's up? What? Oh, no, I was, I was looking for some papa. Now, I was like, Katura, yeah. what? Talk us through those moments. Yeah, what was it I like? Now, what I really want to know is, I want to know what that internal dialogue was doing in those moments when they woke <laughs> up for you. Because I feel like it was the internal couture that was like, throw the stick. Get rid of the stick. Oh, Don't let sure. them see like, let, let it go. Let it go right now. <laughs> Smile and, and think about the, uh, the uh, damn, what should we think about? What should we think about? You know, and it, yeah, then Papaya came out. Um, I actually love that moment because for me, it represents me saying, like, I just did all this. Oh, I wasn't going to lay down and da, 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 da. I knew I wasn't, but it took me a minute to get there. I will admit. I did have moments starting at the end of Bello, beginning of Lulu, and then all through Lulu, where I did feel like, should I just get in a fetal position and cry? Like, clearly I'm the outcast, but I reached a moment, especially after Lulu. Being on Lulu really hit me because that's when everything that I felt on Bello intensified. Mm. It was like Kendra was gone. There was no need to keep up appearances. And it was just Bruce and his two number ones and Katora. And we know Caleb ain't going to rustle no feathers. He's coming into Bellow. He's he's outnumbered. It's four Bellows over here. He's got to suck up to whatever he's got to do to get in. Right. So, again, what a random but interesting, precarious situation for me to be in. And I was like, oh, my God, I have been praying on the tribe swap so much and thinking once I get the tribe swap, I'm good. I never imagined that I could get the tribe swap with the exact same people, this very strong group of three that I'm on the outs of. And I'm like, what? Holy hell. So anyway, that's a long winded way of saying once I got to the point of Lulu where I was like, we are not sitting down and crying. Get up, figure it out. We will survive this game. It, we, it's not good enough for me to just say if Lulu goes to tribal, Couture is out. Hell no. I'm fighting. And so, yeah, I was looking for the idol and I would take my ass and look for that idol every chance I could. And I was like, and so what if they see me? Of course, I don't want to get caught. In reality, I'm reacting to what I can already pick up. And that's my game. That's my survival method. Pick up. Watch it. See how right. they treat you. See what the energy's like. And the energy was clear. The energy was extremely clear. If we only had Bello, there'd be moments I would be doubting myself. Like, is this just in your head? Are you maybe exaggerating? Do you are this people not really thinking of this this way? But Lulu clarified everything. And that's why I can talk so clearly about it now. When you make the merge, congratulations, yeah. you know, you. making the merge. Oh, was, <laughs> was it a breath of fresh air like that? Like, oh, my God, I now have different options. What like walk us through that? Yeah. Like, because I would imagine after hearing your story uh, and actually getting the details, I would imagine that it's like a whole. Let, let's go. Right? Let's jump. Let's jump. <laughs> New people. Hello? <laughs> we say your name is Reba? Okay, good. Like, <laughs> Reba McIntyre? The I singer, Reba. I like, y'all wear red. Okay, I got a red. But no, it wasn't like that. Oddly enough, it, it was so crazy because it was like that survivor for me. I was so thinking, as soon as I get to Lulu, as soon as I try change, I'm going to be good. And then it was like, nope. And I was like, okay, as soon as the merge happened, I'm going to be good. But 
the way it happened, right before going into the merge, we were like, Lulu is basically gone. It's going to be Reba versus Bello. And what we need to do is have these numbers. And I'm a Survivor fan enough to know what happens in those first few votes of the merge sets the tone for the whole game. So I was literally like, you better suck it up and you best friends with Bello again. Because right now we need to be blue strong to be able to just knock down some reds. And sure, knock down a few reds and eventually the numbers will change and you'll be able to knock out Bellows and get your revenge. But you need to work with Bello first. So going into the merge, I was pro Bello all day. It was Bello plus Caleb. And that is the only way we're going to be able to survive. And then Bruce attacked Caleb. And I was like, you know what? I tried. <laughs> There were some points uh, on Survivor News where Jack, he was critical of you because Jack's an analyst. And like, you know, and me and Jack will go back and forth. And there were some times where Jack is like, I don't hate Couture's game. I feel like there are times that Couture gets information and she should hold it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But instead, he like people would feel like you would run and give the information up. Now, mm-hmm. I always would kind of sort of fight for you uh, <laughs> because I would feel like not knowing your situation. But again, I need some agency somewhere. And yeah. although yeah. if I'm at the bottom of the alliance here, OK, I could go over here and be at the bottom of this alliance. But maybe I could work with this alliance and knock these people off. And I'm still like, you know what I mean? So yeah. was that your theory of running and tell the information? And it's a loaded question. I remember one of them specifically was uh, when Bruce told like about the fake idol. But I yeah. feel like this is an easy one because I feel like, you know, and Bruce is like, I'm this is what I'm going to do. And and again, as the audience is like, OK, look, look at Bruce working with Katora. And yeah. now it seemed like two, se- two seconds later. <laughs> I <idol> ain't real. <laughs> um, well, I feel like that one's different than right. Like, I feel like that is a lot different. Yeah. But. So, um, I mean, I will say my theory once I realized, like, okay, working with Bella isn't gonna work, and it really was the Caleb vote when when everybody wrote Caleb's name down, and I knew that Bruce had told Reba we're okay, we'll get rid of Caleb, and then Reba jumped on, we're gonna write down Caleb, and then eventually Kelly, Jake, and I also were like, fuck, we gotta write down Caleb too. When that happened and I was like, this is our critical number person. And we already sat down as a tribe and agreed we need Caleb to to go through. And then now we're giving up our key. Like we're starting the merge by giving up Caleb. It just felt like I can't work here at all. And so when I went to Reba, I was determined to say, what information that I get, anything I can give you to show you my words don't just mean words because I need a little bit of loyalty here. I need loyalty. And honestly, more than that, I need people that I can actually play the game with, even if it's on a play the game with me for a few votes. And then at some point I'm flipping and I'm trying to get you out. Let me at least have something that I can play with, with. I can't play with people who we got all that. I can't do it. I tried it like multiple times. And so if I got information that would help the people that I was working with, I absolutely wanted to offer that up. To me, information sharing is a way to say we're connecting with each other. I'm going to let you know that really what I have is actually yours. Because to me, there's nothing more important in Survivor than trust and information. 
And if you withhold either of those things from me, I don't view you as an ally. I don't view you as we can work together no matter what you say. So if I have trust, and I knew it from Caleb that he felt that I wasn't ever able to give him enough for him to put me as a high alliance, right? I couldn't give as much as like a Kelly could give because I didn't have any information. Right. So I'm like, whatever I got, I'm going to show you, I'll give it to you. Now, I agree with the Bruce specific one where he was doing the fake Kelly Idol or whatever thing. I do. I did watch that. And I was like, damn, I should have like held held that in a little bit longer and just see what people might say about it. Um, But it's not a moment that I I kick myself. And there's definitely moments I kick myself. And that's not one of them, because it's also really, really unbelievable that Kelly would be Bruce's number one and that she would walk out the door with his idol. And we all like talked about Kelly's blind side for so long and Kelly leaving. It was such a major like shift in the energy. And then what is it like two, three votes later, Bruce would be like, oh, by the way, she took my idol. Like it was so unbelievable anyway. Like if she walked out the door with your idol, we would have heard about it that night or the next day or something like it wouldn't it, it wouldn't have been believable. Nobody would have believed it. So after he is out the game, what how what's your thought process? How are you maneuver? Where, where do you where do you see yourself? Where are you aligned with? Who are your closest allies? Yeah, um, my closest people, I would say, starting from the Caleb vote out, like the actual mm-hmm. one to five split all the way to until the end would be Dee and Julie. Yeah, those would be my closest people. And then I would say next level, Emily and I worked together and plotted a lot. Um, and I knew Dee and Julie were connected closer to each other, first of all, than to me and connected in more of a way with Reba, with the other Rebas than to me. I mean, we didn't fully know. I didn't fully know about the Reba before how strong it was all the way through. But at some point you're like, okay, cool. These Rebas are working together. But even with that, they were the only people that I was like, I can come to you and you can come to me and I can believe what you say and we can plan stuff out and we plan multiple votes out together. So there was clear trust and everything. When Bruce left, my my plan was just to start eventually turning towards Reba because I only needed bellows out that were the big bellows that were threatening to me. So I had to get Bruce. I had to get Kelly and then Kendra. Um, but once they were gone, Jake was not a threat anymore because Jake had been erratic and irrational and kind of crazy. Like Jake was, you're going to probably get to the final three. Nobody was thinking about getting him out. So after Bruce left, Emily and I planned to get Julie. And that was the big plan. And I was like, we got to get like, we got to start hitting into this Reba. And uh, everybody was on board with it. And then we freaking told Austin and Austin told D. And me and Emily watched because the boys went on like a boys trip or some boys thing or whatever. And it was like, oh, uh, Drew was down. Me and Emily pulled in Drew. We're like, and see, I felt good. Once Bruce was gone, really, there was no one on the entire tribe that I couldn't work with. There was no one who I could say, let's get this person out. And they'd be like, no, Keturah. And I felt good about having created that. I was in a way better social position and I would just look at who I wanted out next. And then I'd be like, I can get at least four or five people here to agree or whoever has enough to agree. And it it worked. Everybody that was voted out was I was like, yep. And that works for me. And that works for me Um, because my final three, my preferred final three, when I realized I couldn't do Bruce was me, Jake and Austin, because I thought Austin was number four. 
of the three of us. Mm. Me and Drew were one and two in terms of they were the most strategic. They plan all these big moves. I knew I couldn't win sitting beside D and I couldn't win sitting beside Drew. And I was like, the next level is Julie. Julie, I'm in love with Julie. <laughs> She's got my heart. Seriously, deeply in love with you. Like all of us are like, we love Ju- I'm That's like, all I hear of. Is that sentiment about Julie? That next level, she may not be able to say I I did things like D and uh, Drew or and Drew, but she's gonna pull every jury vote ever. And hell, I would give Julie my jury vote. So I knew she had to go, and it was like Austin would be the only one that was left. And I didn't know about his advantages and stuff, but I knew that he had this really soft, cushy spot in the game that he had sat in this re before strong alliance that he had other people doing the major strategy and the physical stuff. And Austin kind of didn't pull the emotional string or the super strategic string for me either way. So I was like, this is my best case scenario. Um, and yeah, so I, I will say after after Bruce, the next vote, I think, was Ju- me and Emily planned Julie. Everybody got on board with it. Austin told D and then Emily went home. Which sucked, but I was like, she had to go home anyway. I knew I couldn't sit beside Emily, so I was like, that sucked. But okay, cool. That's a good, and you know, and whittle it down. That was my plan: whittle it all the way down until it's people only left who I can be. And when I get to the final three, shock them. What was your take on D? Right, mm-hmm. like, because I see you said D and Drew, and I I could see that from a viewer. Right, we like she can't be the winner because it's too obvious. Like, you know, it seems like she really is running the show at Reba. Uh, and it, you saying that you had this very close relationship with D uh, and Mama Tina, that is Julie, who Mama I call. Julie, I know. Mama Julie. Um, <laughs> tell, like, what was your thoughts on D? Like, when did you feel like, was there ever a point in time that you were like, she got to go? Or did you feel like you didn't have the numbers? Like, because oh, he always had to go. I I was never, ever in the history of life planning to sit beside D at the final three because D is like a surefire winner. But D did a really good job of managing her threat level where there were moments in the game where we were all like, it's got to be D, it's got to be D. And then I distinctly remember being in a group and people being like, I don't know if it should be D right now. Let's do this person. Let's do this person. And all the other times that was this person that person made sense. Like, it was like, this is a good idea. Um, but my plan was never to take D to the end to like an ally like that. My plan was D shows me kindness and we connect and we strategize together. So D is going to ride this train with me because D's not prioritizing getting me out. D's logical. It doesn't make sense to get me out. I'm not a threat. I'm not a D. So it was like, she'll stick with me and I'll be able to actually have somebody to work with and play the game with and say, yeah, let's get this person out together. And then when we get to a point where I can get D out, I'm getting D out first. My mistake, I never thought that we could get to a low number like final five or something. D still be there and everybody not automatically say, yeah, we got to vote out D. It never occurred to me that we would get to like final five and I would look at Austin and say, you got to vote out D. And he would be like, I can't write her name. Mm. And I would look at Julie and say, D will win this game if you don't vote out D. And she would say, I know. And I still can't write her name. That blew me away. It still blows me away. That's why I give D all the credit, because I'm like, how the hell you get them to do that? Two people saying that? It's insane insulation. 
That is crazy. That is am- that's the most amazing feat ever. And it, so it was like, that was my flaw. I didn't, ex- I thought by the time we got there, I could look at whoever's left and they, we would all collectively say, get out the biggest threat, get out the next biggest threat and go down the list to where now I'm just sitting beside people who are the lowest of the lowest threats. And see, that's the thing that I think confuses the most people that, you know, the keyboard warriors, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, love the game they have the branded knowledge of the game and they know every outcome of what this could be and what this can be but i think that what people really forget at times is the human connection right like it's the yeah you gonna go out there you like oh i want to do this but then it's like oh then you fall in love with people or you like you get these emotional connections. I that, don't know. I never I, uh, what, I don't know what, if I could ever connect so much where I'd say I'm handing you a million dollars. But just in that sense of what you said that I'm working with D, she working with me. We're going to give each other information. Like, I feel like that's what Julie and Austin felt, right? Like, yeah, of course. And so but there's an end to it, though, right? Like the goal is, yes, but am I winning or do I want you to win? So I thought that was an amazing lesson to learn about the complexities of humans, right? And how like there are humans whose heart is that big. And honestly, I think that's what pulled me to D, mm. Julie and Austin, because they I knew they were genuine people. I was like, wow, these people are genuinely kind. They genuinely believe in niceness and kindness. And I could use a little niceness and kindness. Um, yeah, it's but again, but that's also why I love the game, right? Because yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's a great game. <laughs> you can't judge a book by its cover. You yeah, can't judge yeah. a survivor player by you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I would say what I've learned is. Even survivor players don't know what they're going to get from themselves. Right. And so you're there. Yeah. You have no idea how you, I was shocked at me. Like I remember being out there and being like, what? This is how we're performing. You know, like I was like, so you didn't win. No challenge. No immunity. Oh my God. Bryce, I thought I was going to have to limit purposefully lose challenges so that or the individual side I'm talking about so that people wouldn't view me as a physical threat and I was like I guess I don't even have to worry about that I'm not winning none of these challenges I'm like damn it's like you never know you never know what's going to happen way out there and honestly that's why I say I don't really have anger or negative energy towards anybody on my cast it's more like we all got different things that happened to us while we were out there. Yeah, I think we all have have things that hit you when you're stranded on an island alone with strangers by yourself with just your thoughts and your life experiences come into play. Yeah, it's you don't know what to do with them. You and Mm -hmm. you don't have a safe space. You don't have a place to put them. It's it is. uh, I mm, I relate to that and I (laughs) I, I, I feel that I do want to talk about your decision to kind of like flip a little when Jake came with this plan. Uh, he, you know, he played his idol for you and and walk us through that. Like what what were You're you talking about the final five vote, right? Correct. OK, OK. It did not start with Jake having a plan. It started with um, me being very frustrated that I couldn't get Julie to agree to vote out D and I couldn't get Austin to vote out D and being like, I got to go to Jake. 
this is the only option left. And me panicking a little bit and being like, holy freak, am I not going to be able to get D out now? Because this is the critical vote. If she's not gone now, what was this all about? And I went to Jake and I was praying and I tried to talk to him and it took me hours, hours, like all day (laughs) to convince him that we had to vote out D instead of Julie. And he was so adamant about Julie and was like, Julie, 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 Julie. And I was like, this is the person who I have been feeling every single time you came to me with the plan. I didn't think strategically that plan made the most sense, even though Jake had his own big move reasons for it. I never really intellectually liked his plans. I thought it was a bad call to tell me about the ring roost and then say, do you want to do a one in three chance of going to rocks at final 12? I wouldn't have done that. That just doesn't seem like a good way to do that. I didn't think it made sense for him to say, don't tell D about us trying to get out Drew and we'll have three and three split of the votes. And then maybe, I'll, you know, I'll stand up and something will change. And I'm like, no, we can just tell D she definitely want to get Drew out four votes. Easy breezy. So we have this history of moments where I'm like, I don't think that where you think things should go works with where I think she things should go. But this is my last hope. And I got to convince you. And it took a while. But to his credit, he definitely came around. And he was like, you're right. Get D out now. We'll get Julie out at four. And I was like, cool. Because I told him D is the biggest threat. Once D has gone, the only threats are Julie and Austin. Austin will kill it and fire no matter who we put him against. And Austin will say, I got to get Julie out at four. And he will take Julie out and fire. That's the most logical thing that happened. Austin's not going to be like, I got to get her or Jake out instead of Julie. And so I was like, Austin will take her out. And then me and you get a free ride to the final three. This is the plan that works for both of us. And so he got on board and he was like, okay, let's do D. Um, but I, I'm looking at him and I'm like, something's up. Something's off. He's hiding something. He's lying about something. And he was kind of, I don't know, maybe not fidgety physically, but like energetically, if that makes sense. And I felt like I couldn't get him. And I I was literally like this, like this close. I was literally almost looked like we're kissing because I kept getting that close to him and being like, let me look at your eyes. I'm not getting the reassurance I need to feel like you agree with this plan. And the plan hinges on you being on board with the plan. And so he eventually was like, Katura, I promise you, like, I got it. And I was like, swear it on something, because that's how desperate I was to believe him. I I wanted to believe him. To me, it was like, Jake has your life in his hands. And I got the feeling I said to myself, I said, he's going to try some big move. He's going to try to do something that he thinks of that is not standard way of being, but that will be a big move and that'll be flashy and it's going to backfire on me. And I said, I bet he's going to try to get me out. And that's what I was thinking, because I was like, now he knows that Julie will go out at four and that's who he thinks is the biggest threat. He's going to come after me. So, <laughs> but too long winded. No, 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 because you know me now. I want to know. So, okay, so now I got it. That's like okay, clearly that that's why you would switch. What was the internal monologue given when he then stood up and was like, "I'm going to play this idol 
for you? Did you still feel like he's trying to pull the like, what were you like? I should have kept my vote. Like, or was it like at that very moment? In that in that moment, I felt two things immediately when he played his idol for me. I felt (gasps) shock because I walked into tribal so sure that his big move was they were all going to vote for me. And I knew that D was going to vote for me because Jake, which I another thing that I was like, I don't understand why you would do that, had told Austin about his idol. Mm. And so I'm like, to me, if you want to make a big move with an idol, you don't tell anybody about your idol unless it's I'm telling just you we making this plan at five. Right. And I was like, so the fact that you already told them about your idol Austin's a hundred thousand percent gonna tell D about your idol, and then D's a hundred thousand percent gonna tell Julie. That's the whole tribe. So the power of the idol is now significantly less. And so because uh, everybody knew he had an idol, D was no longer gonna vote for him. I had D and Julie both gonna vote for Jake. Mm. But once they knew Jake had an idol, D was like, "I can't vote for Jake. You know she's not voting for Austin. Who else is left? Katura." So I knew D would write me down because D is a game player. It's, it's just it's the strategy is what's the natural next step. And I said, she'll probably convince Julie to do it. Um, and so that's two for me already. Julie's going to follow D's lead. Austin, I knew he had been really wanting Julie, which is why I knew if we got D out at five, Austin would get her out at four. But Austin really wanted Julie. So I was like, D and Julie will vote for me. Austin will vote for Julie. And that means I have two votes against me. If uh, Jake votes for me, I'm out. I'm out. Like, and and it hinges on Jake believing me and being reasonable and us working together and me trusting him. And I had 24 days of that never having happened. And so as soon as he played his idol for me, I was shocked because I was so convinced I was going home already. And then at tribal council, D starts sobbing and she's like, I'm just shaking up because I know who's going home. All the cars pointed to Couture going home. It didn't point to Julie going home. That, that shouldn't, Julie shouldn't went home. Like, that was so un- illogical of Julie going home that time. It, it would have been either the big threat D or the easy vote Couture at that time. So she's sobbing and she's crying. And mind you, me and D do have this relationship. We have been getting closer and closer. And I'm thinking she's crying about me. And the panic is increasing. I'm like, uh. I'm going home. D knows it. It makes the most sense because she's got her heart connected to Austin and Julie. I'm the only option. So I'm panicking. And when he plays his idol, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, my life is safe. And then I'm like, what the? He played. Wait, so he, you know what I mean? And then that's when everything hit. And by the time Jeff snuffed Julie's torch, my internal monologue said, and it wasn't even internal, I said it out loud, fuck, I lost the game. I lost the game. I lost the game when Julie's torch got snuffed. And I knew it and I felt it then. And I, every part of how it and why it happened made sense. And I saw it all, it was like, watching a a disaster in front of your eyes and you're just like I see the car crash happening and it it sucked but I was also like why would you not tell me you were gonna play your idol for me like it, it immediately went from shock to oh my god I see what happened and I'm pissed because it was like 
what would be the reason? And then it was like, this is it. This was his great big move that I knew he was going to try to play. I just was wrong about what it was going to be. But this is, again, something that if he would have said to me, I'm going to do all of this to make sure I could just play my idol for you. I'd be like, that is a terrible idea unless I know about it. Because when you are so sure you are going home, mm, it's- that panic is so deep. It is. I I admit I, I fell into fear. I fully accept it. I was terrified. And I was like, if you did all of that surviving just to get here and go home now. And you have the ability to change it, you know, Austin's going to vote for Julie. All you have to do is write down Julie. And, you know, for a fact, at least Julie's going home. And at least you get to survive another day. You can figure it out then. You can figure it out at four. That wasn't the plan A. And it may or may not work, but you can do it. You're couture. You can figure it out at four. Maybe you'll win final four. And this was literally what I was telling myself. But it doesn't matter if you're not here. None of it matters if you go home tonight. Now, in hindsight, I realized I was in survival mode. I was in survival mode and I should have been thinking, it doesn't matter if Jake is against me and they all vote for me and I go home because this is the move I have to do to win the game anyway. I thought I was slipping into and now we're in win mode. And because of all of that that happened, all I found myself right back in survival mode. It's so crazy, right? Because just in that moment, right? Like I always was like, girl, what you doing? This story makes me think about when I went home, right? Mm. When you play the game, right? I think sometimes I don't believe when they say like, you have to play to win, right? Like, mm-hmm. and the reality of it is though, when you play to win, guess what? You might go home, but yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you got to play to win. And that's like, that's rolling the dice, right? You got to yeah. play to win, but also playing to win, get your behind sent home nine times out of 10, but yeah. you got to play to win. And so for me, my very first tribal council, uh, mm-hmm. I knew that they were targeting me. I knew that we were splitting votes. Alexis, I knew that she was targeting me. And I'm like, girl, what, why are you coming mm-hmm. for me? You're my close mm-hmm. person. Now, if I was playing to win, I'd have been like, they dumb. They told me that they're splitting the votes. Sorry, Morgan. Girl, exactly. better you than me, right? Exactly. But I and got into Julie. survivor mode. So... It's I understand. It, it really is. Fear it's, clouds good judgment. It does. That's why people freeze in the moment. It's months now afterwards. You know what I mean? I look at my bank account constantly. I know it ain't gonna have all them zeros in it. You know, I've accepted what it is. <laughs> but I said to say, time has passed. And trust me, I beat myself up over it for a minute. Coming right out the game. You don't see it on TV. I haven't watched it. I don't really know exactly how it aired. I just have the version in my head. Mm. And the version in my head says, what the f- did you do? And I'm like, you this close. So when I first came back, I was like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it was a lot to process. I, I get that. But now I've seen it air. I've seen all the other sides to it. I still know my own part. And I remember my feelings of fear. And I do not beat myself up about it because I can't like, what can I say? How dare my survival instinct not kick in or whatever it is. I got the ding, 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 ding. It's very loud. And it's even louder when I'm dealing with someone who has excluded me, who has been untrustworthy before, who has lied to me to my face multiple times. Like I already have my guard up of, can I even really trust you? 
And I wish that it didn't kick in. I wish it didn't, but it did. And I can't get mad at me for defaulting to the girl that has saved herself a hundred times. And that will have to save herself when this game ends. And I go back into my real life. Like, I feel like I feel what you putting down. And so there's also just a, a battle of trying to explain to a particular audience that will never understand it, yeah. right? Like, and so yeah. it's like, what actually is the point here? And so, yeah, I've made to, my peace with it, right? Like, it is what it to. is. I, at the end of the day, no one is going to be more upset that I didn't win a million dollars than me. What was the feeling like when Miss Sia said, "Let me give out this year's money"? And what, what was that like? How was it? Because I was. I, sometimes I forget that Sia gives out the money, right? Like, I don't even think about it. I just happen to go online. I was like, oh, oh Sia gives out. Oh, <laughs> look at my girl, Katora. What was that <laughs> like seeing that? Well, I never forgot that Sia gave out the money. I was thinking about it a lot. But I didn't think that I would be the one that she picked. And certainly not the main one, the big one that she that she picked. And so... um when she called me, she called me after the finale, like the day after the finale. And, you know, I got eliminated in the finale. So I got exit press and I'm doing all of that stuff. And all of a sudden I get this video call from Sia. And I am like, no, no. And she talked to me. Ugh, I got I'm going to have to make a whole video about it, too. <laughs> I'm going to put it on my YouTube. <laughs> But I remember the moment that she was like, I resonate with your story. Now, this is what she said. I watched your journey and I can tell you've been doing the work. And that was so powerful to me. But I really did work hard to be a person that I would be comfortable seeing on TV, a person that other people who look like me or have similar experiences to me could see and be like, I'm proud of that. And so when she said that, I was just like, oh, my God, you know, and then she was like, I just want to let you know, you're my favorite player. I'm giving you the big one. How? How? So grateful. I'm so grateful. And again, I feel like it's just a testament to like in the midst of our storms, like we don't know what a blessing we can be to other people. And sometimes that internal dialogue is like, oh, but they don't like us. They don't see us. You have the world. You have. A lot of people hate it, but I really feel like a part of your story. I feel like your story is bigger than Survivor, right? I feel like it's a a part of your story. And I feel like Survivor was freeing for you, right? I think, you know, it revealed some deep things that I'm sure you don't reveal to many people Mm -hmm. uh, often. But also, like you said, it's like a weight lifted, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not carrying that. And I think that's the Sia giving you or acknowledging you in that way was like the universe being like, Absolutely. You, you're doing the work. You're inspiring yep. people. You may yep. not see it right away, yep. but there are people that understand and, and see themselves in you. That's exactly what it felt like. It felt like the ultimate universal validation. And I had already been starting to feel that way during the season, Aaron, because after I had my panic attack episode and the no contact episode and then the uh, well, I feel like there was something else. Oh, then my backstory episode. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. I started getting people sharing their personal stories with me. 
and saying, oh, my God, I've had issues with going no contact with a parent. I did X, Y, Z random activity that I do all the time and I feel really strong and able to do it. And then suddenly I had a panic attack and I couldn't do it. I totally get that feeling. You know, I have people resonating with me. I've had religious trauma. I've been deprived of education and all these different ways where I have been thinking my story was so specific and so unique that no one else is going to be able to identify with this. You know, I was 10 years old, pulled out of school, thrown in a cult and just prepared for marriage and babies and working my whole life. Like that was the goal and everybody was on board with it. And that was the thing. And you didn't do it. You're going to hell and die. You know, (laughs) it was like, and that was my normal. That was my Tuesday. That was my every day of my life. And from the moment I was, I don't know, I feel like talking. I'm just raising people's babies and preparing for my own babies and working 13, 14, 15 hour days. Like that was my life. And I look at where it is now and I think, oh, my God, that was so crazy. No one could possibly get the chaos. The pain, the turmoil, the what the fuck are the people around me thinking? What traumas are they dealing with for this to be normal? Right. All of the things that go into that. And then, in fact, so many people did. They didn't have the exact story, but they had big elements Uh of it. And so I just feel like I have to keep sharing my story. I was already feeling that. And then Sia just kind of confirmed it and just made it even more special. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best gift anybody can give me. $100,000. I'll take that any day. But to know that she did it because she felt connected to me, you know what I mean? That was powerful. And I, I had a lot of people being like, oh, Katura didn't have the best game. She, she shouldn't have gave it to her. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't care. He gave it to me because something right. about me as a human resonated with her as a human. That is crazy powerful. I will take that any day. Of course, the game is to win a million dollars. But I think that along the journey, there's just so much more uh, that we can gain from it. And I think that that's a testament uh, to your journey, to your story. Mm -hmm. I also feel like there was a moment Tuesday (laughs) at the karaoke party where it was you, me and Sabaya. And like I happened to walk by and (laughs) we all just kind of like touched each other. And we were like, look at us. And yeah. mind you, I was all being so busy. And you was like, no, Bryce, wait, come have this moment with us real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we see, like, do we see this circle of like yeah. these black queers Queer. that are living a best life and yeah. here together all because of this show? And like, that was just such a moment that mm-hmm. I was like, so powerful. It's so powerful. And that's why I, I say I love like I loved it before. And now I, it's given me so much. I remember the exact moment you're talking about. And I remember just being like, you don't get to just be black and queer and not have stories. <laughs> you know, it just feels good. And I'm like, we have to acknowledge those moments. We talked about like doing this podcast and I felt like we were sending these notes back and forth. But we were like, you know, we wanted it to be something. and. You know, just just a moment for us. And it's yeah. like that us having that conversation, I was like, oh, th- this is going to be special. Like, I, I want to can't wait to have this conversation. But was I not prepared for the conversation? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought yeah. 
I just, yeah, I appreciate you. I see I you. Appreciate I, you too. I, again, <laughs> I, I knew that this would be special, but again, I didn't, I just didn't know where the journey was going to take us. And I'm so happy that we just have this journey. Just and I, slow, yeah. So yeah, just landed though. I to landed, it, I just want to know, um, Survivor Second Chance Season 2. Ring, hey, Katora, what's up, girl? You available? Which, what, what's your response? Maybe the bag is already packed. I am ready. I'm praying. I hope so. I really, really hope so. So now I know I'm supposed to land this plane. If your answer is yes, what I knew it would be yes. Of course. How, how are we showing up? What like is what is there a wet like? <laughs> uh, I am so um, mentally checked in to what I would want to show up like mm. if I were ever called back, which would be crazy. See, the, I'm sorry not to cut you off. It's the survivor player in her, right? Because exactly. being very coded in the sense yeah. of like, y'all not going to get what I'm going to You ain't about to get that. You can get everything that happened before, but you're not going to get my plan going forward. That's how invested I am. Back into yeah. my remote. Okay. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, no, I'm already thinking about it. I mean, because I came so close. Come on now. You came that close. You want to try. You want to try and be your best. Yeah. And lastly, I will say you came that close is what you're saying. However, from uh, uh, a young black queer uh, <laughs> who... Uh, Almost came a decade before you and was out way before you. Um, my sentiment isn't you didn't almost just come that close. My sentiment is sis, you did it, right? Like you, you, you played a game and it's not you might not have won, but baby. Yeah. You bust right. the door open. Okay. Yeah, you right. like you did your thing. So I also I get it. I, I don't have those experiences, so I, I understand that. But from my perspective and a lot of other per people's perspectives, girl, you did it. So I also just want you to Thank have you. that, receive yeah. that. You're right. And you're right. Yeah, you're right. I appreciate that. You're right. I mean, I receive it. It comes and goes, though. I can't lie. There are moments where I'm like, damn, well, you know, and moments where I'm like, okay, but damn. And it's crazy that it happened. And we're going to ride this podcast on now. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Katora. Nice. Listen, this your first time, but this definitely won't be your last time. Thank you. I loved it. It was so wonderful. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank you guys. Bye. We're out. <laughs> It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.